Have you ever dreamed of one day owning your own business, but just don't know where to begin? Then you've tuned into the right show. On All Things Franchising, you will hear from top national franchisers, successful franchisees, attorneys, CPAs, and others who support this fast-growing business model. So grab a cup of coffee and pen and notepad, because you will want to capture the invaluable information you hear on today's show. And now, here is your host, Linda Ballesteros. Welcome to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Ballesteros, and I am your host today. Thanks so much for finding some time out of your busy day to spend with me. I know that we all have uh, a lot of different options out there as to how we spend our time, so I'm always honored when someone finds time to spend with me. Um, today we're going to be talking about something that not only franchises might consider, but also small business owners. I uh, recently read an article, the title of it was, Why Small Business Owners Should Hire an Accountant. And that's what our show's going to be about today. This article went to say, um, you're paying for efficiency. Think about it. If you decide to do it yourself, or you give the accounting task to an employee at your small business, how many hours are going to be spent just learning how to do the things that need to be done? You'll be losing significant company time and money, letting people make mistakes and slowly figure out your business. And I don't know that any of us want to spend money just trying, letting someone else trying to figure it out. So my guest today is Greg Alt. Greg is the founder and agency owner of Paramount Booking Ser- Bookkeeping Services with over 30 years of corporate accounting experience. He founded Paramount in 2016 with a straightforward idea in mind that all small business, small and medium-sized business owners have the information they need to make smarter business decisions. Please help me in welcoming Greg to the show. Greg, welcome to the show today. Oh, thank you, Linda. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, and as I said at the top of the show, Greg, even though I have guests that talk about franchises, but your service is certainly something that is uh, that a small business or a medium-sized business can uh, leverage, and they don't they don't have to be a franchise. So before we get started on some of that, Greg, tell me a little bit about your background and why did you why did you start Paramount? Well, thank you, Linda. So I, my background was uh, I was in the corporate world as an accountant, uh, mainly a controller um, for several construction re- uh, industry-related businesses. And then the 10 years before I started Paramount, I was chief financial officer for a uh, manufacturing company that was related to the offshore oil and gas business. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, that is a up-and-down business that definitely right. has its uh, ups and downs. Um, but just about a year before I started Paramount, I had some friends and family that came to me wanting to get my input on, they were needed, needed help with their, I had some uncles that needed help with their business, a family business that they had inherited from my grandfather. 
Um, and they had hired a bookkeeper, um, and they weren't really getting the information they needed to be able to run the business. And they were really frustrated, and they didn't know where else to turn, so they, they called me and asked me to help them. And at around the same time, I had a couple of friends that were, one was looking to buy a franchise and another one was looking to open up their own business and they needed help figuring out what to do and how to go about that. They had never done that. Um, and then they wanted to pay me, but I wanted to, I was, it was family and friends and I was just helping them out. But it kind of sparked the idea of that there was kind of a gap in the marketplace that with someone with my experience um, was needed um, that wasn't quite a CPA and I don't want to want to do um, taxes, but needed, you know, businesses needed a like a, a trusted advisor to work with, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, by helping them with their accounting and handling their books, um, I also help them as a kind of an advisor as a sounding board as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Greg, I'm. I'm re- somewhat familiar with um, the services you offer. Um, My late husband was a CFO um, and also provided fractional uh, controller CFO type services for small businesses. And I'll tell you one of the things that he saw quite frequently, and that is that as their business, as these business, small businesses begin to grow and really make money, they don't know what to do with it. So sometimes they end up buying the RV, they buy the boat, they pay the, they take these expensive vacations and they forget to put it back into the company. So is that something that you see um, that you are faced with and you have to have those conversations with them? I definitely have to have seen that. Um, uh, and I've, I've seen some poor decisions made, and I've seen where they really have to sell a lot of that to refocus back on their business because right. they are using kind of their toys to do things and not really focusing on their what's making them all that money. Yeah, and I think sometimes, Greg, it's because they've never been that successful. So they really don't know how to invest in the company. So when you meet with the owners of a small business or maybe it's grown to a more mid-sized company, where do you begin with them? Most of the time I get involved with them when they are, are they might not have that, those toys yet, so to speak, mm-hmm. but they are not getting correct information and not getting good financial reports to know that mm-hmm. they, they have money in the bank, but they don't know where the money is being spent. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know if they can uh, like buy a new service truck um, or do they buy a new vehicle for themselves? Um, you know, kind of that, gratification in that sporting new car that they, you know, kind of want or sometimes, but mm-hmm. they, they don't have the information that they need to be able to go to the bank and say, get a loan for a new building if they want to open up another location um, because they have, don't have their books in order. And so generally they have someone in house that's taking care of the day to day check writing, payroll, whatever it is, but they just don't have that next level person um, in accounting. Is that right? 
Correct. They a lot of times can't afford to have kind of a accounting manager or controller or a, a fractional CFO, a, a CFO mm -hmm. type role mm -hmm. um, in the business. So I'm able to come in at a obviously a much lower cost than a full-time employee. There's not benefits tied to that. And I'm able to kind of come in and handle the stuff that their in-house person might not be able to do mm -hmm. um, and then make sure that they get financial statements on a regular basis. I can't stress enough that it is so important for business owners to get a monthly income statement so that they know what money they're, what revenue they're bringing in each month and what they are spending their money on. Mm -hmm. So what, how is it different um, what the services you provide versus maybe if they just hired a CPA? How would that be different? So a lot of times CPAs are, their main focus is, is tax planning, meaning what are the implications of X, Y, and Z on your taxes, mm -hmm. and actually doing the, your annual federal tax filing. Um, whereas my services are, I kind of handle all the day-to-day -day stuff, if you would call it, for the accounting function and help with doing um, payroll reporting, help with sales tax, um, but I don't, will not do um, federal tax returns, and tax planning is not one of my strengths. I know everything that needs to be done to make sure that that CPA has all the information to do the tax planning, but that's their expertise, is the tax mm -hmm. planning and that tax, tax function, where I'm kind of getting them all the information to do that, their, what they're key professional role is. Mm -hmm. So when you go into a company and they say, oh, we've got a CPA, you probably go, great, I didn't want to do that part anyway. So let me help you in getting, um, getting your systems in place, um, getting your people um, more educated so that we can provide you with the information you need to make better business decisions. Is that right? Yes. I would yeah. say that that's correct. Yeah, very good. So, you know, when when we're talking about this, and I know that um, I mentioned where sometimes those owners, they see the the business account as an extension of their own personal wallet. What are some of the other um, what are some of the other mistakes that maybe you see that are common mistakes you see other small business and mid-sized businesses make before you come in? Um, a lot of times they're stressed and um, they're, they feel overwhelmed when they are look, trying to look at their finances and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of times it's the, the bookkeeping accounting is the last thing that they try to do at the end of the day which takes time, a lot of times it takes time away from spending time with their family. Mm -hmm. um, and when they do, it piles up quickly. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're stressed and they don't know where to start. And mm -hmm. then they just simply make a lot of mistakes because that's, mm -hmm. not what, that's not their focus and their goal. That's not, yeah. what they're, that's not what they're good at. They're good at something else, and it's usually yeah. not the accounting. 
Yeah, and Greg, that's not, let's be real, that's not why they wanted to start a small business anyway. Uh, they didn't say they wanted to start a small business, a small landscaping business so they could do accounting. So, exactly. you know, that's, that's certainly not their area of expertise. So having someone like you that they can consult with almost becomes like a, a partnership, right? Yes. It, it, I I try to I want my clients to feel that they that it is a partnership that I'm here to help them succeed um, in their business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when you do go into small businesses like that, do you do somewhat of an audit so you have an idea? Because I'm sure they're not all exactly the same. Maybe similar, but not all exactly the same. So do you do a bit of an audit of their accounting systems? I Oh, I definitely do. I, I usually go back and at least, you know, say I start with a new client today, I will go back and review um, last year's books. And mm-hmm. just to kind of make sure that everything was done correctly, that they didn't have some some large part, say they were purchasing a, a machine for a machine shop, um, that they didn't misclassify that asset, um, that everything is correct so that the periods of time that I'm starting to be responsible for, I'm comfortable with the beginning balances, so to speak, um, that ended the, lot, the previous year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there, there's probably some retraining in some cases, isn't there, of their accounting or bookkeeping um, personnel? Yes, there are. There are. And, and a lot of times it's, it's, it's <clears throat> making sure that, you know, a lot of times they, don't, they might not understand or know that, uh-huh. hey, this, this piece of equipment that we bought last year should have been set up as a fixed asset, um, yeah. but they classified it as an expense. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, everybody is still um, thinking about the pandemic, and I don't know how many more years, Greg, we're going to be talking about that pandemic and how it impacted things, but did how did it impact you and the the way that you interact with your clients? Did you see more clients turning to you, more small businesses turning to you during the pandemic? I did. I actually had about a 20% growth in the last um, two years. Um, But the way I interact with clients really didn't change. When I started Paramount um, six years ago, I had purposely started it to offer a lot of my services remotely. Mm. And so that pandemic shift didn't really change the way that I operated um, the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I know that some businesses really had to look at um, their expenses and they really had to take, uh, really had to consider outsourcing that they never would have done before. Did you see some of that happen during the pandemic? Yes, I did. I did. And a lot of it was because businesses were closed for periods of time. Yeah. They necessarily didn't have the funds to pay their employees, which was unfortunate. But mm-hmm. in uh, with you know everybody had to kind of pivot during the pandemic, I think. Yeah. And um, the business owners that I have seen do very well through the pandemic, um, 
kind of pivoted and outsourced some functions that they previously held in-house. And uh, the uh, bookkeeping accounting was one of those functions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, what's so interesting is that many people do think that all businesses suffered. Well, not necessarily so. I think that businesses that, like yourself, uh, maybe a, a payroll service, um, they actually did better during the pandemic and unfortunately like you said it's because they couldn't afford small businesses couldn't afford those employees but there was growth out there in some areas so um, you know I hate for people to get wrapped up in that negative mindset where they think all business is bad all businesses suffered but it's not true is it no, it's not. It's not. And I have uh, a couple of uh, franchise um, owners um, who have done phenomenally well throughout the pandemic. And um, both locations owned by two separate um, franchise franchise location owners um, grew their business 30 to 40 percent in each wow. year for the last two years. Wow. And um, it's been a pretty it's been a pretty exciting time for them. Sure. Absolutely. I'll tell you what, Greg, I need to take a real quick commercial break, but I know that my listeners, like me, they love stories. And uh, do you happen to have some stories that maybe you could share with us when we come back from break? I sure do. Wonderful. Folks, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. We'll be back with Greg Alt, Paramount Bookkeeping. Ready to update your tired old kitchen or bathroom? Then you need to call Gambone's Custom Home Improvements. Gambone's does all phases of remodeling, specializing in kitchen and bath remodels. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements is a company you can trust. Family owned and operated with an A-plus rating with a BBB. Call Gambone's today, 832-437-8898, or check them out on the web at GamboneCHI.com. That's GamboneCHI.com. Gambone's Custom Home Improvements, where you will get quality work at a quality price. Tune in every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. to Tough Talk Christian Radio with Tony Gambone. Tough Talk Christian Radio is for those who want to share and receive expressions of faith that will help you take the next step in your relationship with Christ. Listen in to hear from others about their experiences of faith and the love of Christ. Call in to share your experiences at 347-989-1363. Learn more by going to toughtalkchristianradio.com. Are you dreaming of owning your own business but just don't know where to begin? The wait is now over. Linda Ballesteros is a catalyst to becoming a business owner through franchising. Whether you are looking to create a living that will allow you to leave corporate America, change your lifestyle, allowing you to enjoy the fun things in life, or if you're looking to build a legacy that will support your family for years to come. Contact Linda today to start the process of being your own boss. Linda at EmpowerFranchiseConsulting.com, 832-640-4922. Hey folks, welcome back to All Things Franchising. This is Linda Biostetis. I'm your host today. Greg Alt is our guest and we're talking about the benefits of outsourcing bookkeeping services. That So Greg, when we broke for commercial break, I asked if you happen to have some uh, stories maybe you could share with us. Yeah, I do. I do. And, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that you were talking about was franchise owners. And a lot of times franchise owners have had a career 
before they started um, a bought purchase, looks to purchase a franchise, which is a lot of times they've never been a business owner before. So they're not aware of a lot of things that need to be done. Um, and that was, I was a actually a customer inside of a, a store um, that was a franchise and just in there talking with um, one of the owners one day, I found out that they were, they didn't have time to do their books and mm-hmm. they were a young couple. Um, they was their first time business owner. Um, and they had thought they hired someone to do handle their books and that, but they kind of just disappeared. And so they were kind of looking and just, I happened to be at the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. But once I started working on their books, I realized a couple of things were done incorrectly. They didn't classify their fixed assets correctly. Um, they had not done some uh, sales tax filings. Um, they had not done. That's um, serious. Been in business for, <laughs> Greg, that is that, yeah. serious. And, um, so I helped them get that caught up. Um, and then I also realized that they had not filed for, they were new to the state of Texas and they had not filed a property tax rendition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I helped them kind of put it all together, get it fixed, got to the point where they needed to hire additional staff um, and also purchase another service truck. But I had all the, had over a period of time, got everything together. So they had the financial reports so they could go to the bank and get that loan to get that new service vehicle. um, And which just helped their business grow. Um, About a year, two years after that, um, the husband was called back to active duty and um, the, uh, they didn't have any family here. She was left here running the business by herself and she just wanted to get back her and her son wanted to get back home and closer to family uh, in the Northeast. So um, because we had everything in good order, she was able to quickly find a new franchise owner for their business. And um, it was a really smooth transition to the new ownership, Mm -hmm. but it also, was and, a you know, life-changing a dollar amount for these young couples. I am sure. And, you know, Greg, whether it's a franchise or it's an independently owned business, that having that in order makes a big difference when you're looking at an exit strategy, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. A lot of people don't realize that, that if you are even a franchise or an independent business, you need to have a a look back period of at least five years um, to see how the business done has done in the last five years and also have forward projections for three to five years. Yeah. Wow. And you know, if you, if you don't have clean accounting operations and folks, I don't care what they say. If you're purchasing a franchise, you have some responsibility in making sure that that is clean. The accounting is done correctly. Um, As much as some people like to call it a business in the box, you still have responsibility in making sure that is all put together. Because if you do try to exit and you don't have everything in order, then you're going to be looking at a fire sale. That is very true. And and that's not what that's not the reason that people 
um, begin a business like that. They look at it as an investment that somewhere down the line, they'll be able to cash in their time invested in it. And maybe that is their plan for retirement. So having someone like Greg to help you lay it out and, and create a good blueprint for you so you know where you are at any time and make sure you're still on course to meet your goals. It's critical. So, you know, Greg, when we're talking about that exit strategy piece, is that something that when you're working with your clients, you really get them to start thinking about it? Because I bet you walk into many of them and they are just trying to get through the day. Forget about this exit strategy conversation. I need to make payroll this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but you that you know, and especially with clients that are, let's say, a little more seasoned in their business, um, mm-hmm. uh, you, we really have to look at that. That what is that long term goal? Because eventually, at some point, I think everybody kind of wants to have that time to be able to enjoy. Um, with all the hard, from enjoy life with mm-hmm. from all the hard work they've done in their mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. Now, are you seeing some um, family businesses uh, going on to the next generation, or do you see sometimes that the original owner is having to consider selling the business because Junior doesn't want to do the same thing that his dad did? Uh, I've seen a mix of that. Um, mm-hmm. And it depends on, I think, the type of business um, it is. Um, and, you know, if it's a like a like an attorney, a lot of times an attorney's a practice will merge with another firm um, mm-hmm. when that one attorney wants to look at an exit strategy. Um, but I've seen, you know, several companies where uh, they the next generation is being groomed to take over the business. And that's mm-hmm. part of the the kind of the exit strategy. Mm-hmm. And are, do you encourage them to be part of the conversations when you're talking to mom and dad or aunt and uncle, the original owners? You mean the next generation? The, the next generation. Be, uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, they should have that conversation and it should yeah. be clear and open what that plan is. Um, just so that, you know, everybody's really that's what everybody wants um, yeah. in the process because a lot of times, you know, a, uh, a, a say it's someone's son or daughter that is, you know, looking to take over that business doesn't know what it takes to do that and run that business. They might have been exposed mm-hmm. to it a majority mm-hmm. of their life, but they might not know what all of it entails. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, that could be, that could be, you know, that's something that they would have to decide, but they mm-hmm. should be involved in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because uh, sometimes OJT is just not enough when you're getting ready to lead a company. Sometimes there needs to be some education, formal kind of education to better understand uh, whether it's accounting, whether it's profit and loss, whether it is anything else about running a business. Um, sometimes it's more than just, you know, the, the role that they've been playing in the company and um, all along. 
No, that is that is very true. And uh, a lot of times, you know, uh, a a son or a daughter um, hasn't been exposed to the financial statements and doesn't even right. know how to read one. Right. <laughs> and right. so you need to have some of those education moments too, and mm-hmm. uh, explaining, you know, what 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 what's a profit and loss and what is a balance sheet. Yeah. And how do I use those numbers? What do those numbers mean? Yeah. And that's yep. where certainly someone like you can with that. Uh, I know that you don't want to be uh, an accounting teacher, that's for sure, but to um, to so that they can get the basics someplace else, but you can kind of show them what to do with those numbers and what they mean when it comes to running the business. Um, Greg, we're getting close to the end of the show here, and if someone's listening, whether it's a franchise owner or whether it is an independent business uh, owner, if they're thinking, maybe I should consider doing this, how would they get in touch with you? How would they find out more information about working with Paramount Bookkeeping Services? So the best way really is to go to my website, which is www.paramountbookkeeping.net. Um, they can find out more information about um, the business and the services that I provide. And it also has a way to set up a, um, an appointment um, and schedule a Zoom call um, from that link, from the website. And um, we can have a meeting to discuss where, how I might be able to assist them. Wonderful. Very good. Well, we're down to those final three questions here. The first one is, if there is someone listening, who is purchasing a franchise, what would you suggest that they do to prepare for the process? I would recommend that they get a group of trusted advisors that they can have as a sounding board. And it's kind of, I I call it the trifecta. It's Mm -hmm. a business attorney because you want to have that business attorney so that they can review that franchise contract. Um, they should have a CPA to handle their taxes because that is a lot of times that franchises are purchased with a um, what they call a ROBS, which is a rollover 401k. They kind of roll over their 401k right. to do that, and there's ta- right. tax implications for that. Mm-hmm. They need a CPA, and I they definitely need a bookkeeper so that they start things off correctly right the first time, and especially if they're going to have employees and they need to do payroll, make sure that they get everything done and you know, have those, those need, you know, the, the right registrations in place to process payroll and get, just have their books set up correctly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, remember folks, that question was how to prepare for this process. So this is, you can certainly wait until you're further down the line to find those trusted advisors. But what Greg is certainly suggesting is identify those people up front. You're going to need them from the very beginning. So interview several attorneys, interview, you know, several CPAs, make sure that it's a good fit for you. So that's great advice, Greg. I always tell people uh, to consider those trusted advisors as part of their team. So the next question here is, what are two traits that make a successful franchisee? Uh, So one is that they're an advocator. And when I say that, I mean that they, they want to do something that's going to better themselves and their lives. 
um, and kind of get out of a, a corporate rut, so to speak. Um, and another one is, is that they really, really knowing that starting your own business, you're, and even if it's a franchise, it's a, it's a blueprint for a business. You've got to work in that business very, very hard. So you have to be pretty driven and a hard worker because it will be some time before you can be comfortable in a new role that a lot of times is something they've never done in their life. Right. Right. And, and that's true. Um, you know, I always say whether it's a franchise or where it's an independent business, owning your own business is not for the faint at heart. Would you say, Greg? No, it is not. Oh, no, it's not. It's, it's, it, it is stressful. As a business owner myself who uh, left a corporate job, corporate world mm-hmm. and started this, um, yes, mm-hmm. it is a little stressful at first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's very rewarding, but it, it is certainly not um, not a piece of cake, that's for sure. And, Greg, I have to be honest with you. There have been times that I've had candidates – um, talk about leaving their corporate job, getting their last paycheck there on the first of the month, and they are thinking that this new franchise, they'll get a paycheck, equivalent paycheck on the 15th of the month. I, I have had to tell some of them, then you need to go get another job because business ownership does not work that way, does it? No, it does not. It doesn't. Uh, it, it, a lot of times it, it takes you not getting a paycheck for a couple of months to yep. uh, and having to pay your employees um, until you are having enough uh, income to be able to take that salary. Yeah, absolutely. So the final question here is, uh, I know that you work with independent businesses as well as franchising. Um, from what you, the, your experience with seeing franchising and uh, that particular business model out there, what do you think the future of franchising looks like? I think it is strong. Um, I think that there are uh, it's, it's an avenue for a lot of people that are looking to become entrepreneurs that kind of get that blueprint to start their business. Because a lot of times people aren't, they might not have that spark, that idea that would create an independent business, but they have that, they want to be an entrepreneur. They want to succeed. They want to build that wealth for themselves and their family. Um, and franchising, I think, is a good way to do that. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, Greg, we're here at the end of the show. I knew it was going to happen sooner or later. So one more time, if someone's listening and they want to know more about the services that you offer or how they might be able to work with you, where would they go find out, find more information? The, again, the best place would be, would be uh, my website, which is www.paramountbookkeeping.net. And um, you can go to the Contact Us page, and you can schedule a um, meeting, and we can talk uh, to see how myself and my team can help them. Wonderful. Greg, thanks so much for being on the show. Tons of great information. I really look forward to watching Paramount in the future and watching you guys grow, that's for sure. Thanks again, Greg. Thank you, Linda. I really appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely. So sometimes, folks, it is all about making sure that you are um, are not 
are not wasting time. You know, you've heard me say many times that time is that one commodity that you can't get back. So by outsourcing a service, it provides a business owner more time to devote in areas that need their focus. So as always, I'm leaving you with this quote. It's a Brian Tracy quote. It goes like this. Your greatest asset is your earning ability. Your greatest resource is your time. So make sure that you spend your resources, you spend your time where your business will most benefit from that and you won't get burnt out and um, put your business up for sale sooner than you should have because you're just tired. So anyway, folks, thanks so much for joining me today on All Things Franchising. And we'll see you next time. Another great episode of All Things Franchising is now in the books. You can listen to past shows by following All Things Franchising on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you for joining us today. And be sure not to miss us next time when we bring you a brand new episode of All Things Franchising.